We are getting this thing rocking and rolling like only we can. Before we get started, though, Eshan, my brother, before we hit record, you needed your tea? You said you asked your beautiful wife. Actually, you didn't say you asked her. You told her. What'd you tell her, man? Said, hello, kind ma'am. Can you please deliver me a hot tea podcast? <laughs> that ain't what he said. That ain't what he said. What he said was something to the effect of, I told this woman she better bring my tea in here. And then when she does bring the tea, what does he say? Oh, thanks, honey. Thank you so much. Us as guys, we gotta, we gotta grow, we gotta grow a, a backbone out here, man. Like, feel it, say it with your chest, dude. If you need your tea, you say, damn it, I need my tea. And I expect you to bring me my tea. You gotta keep that energy. Gotta keep that energy. Just, I'm just saying. I am just saying. Welcome to the TFW Podcast episode, what are we on? 32, right? Episode 32. Beautiful. I am your host, Matt. Joining me are my co-hosts, Rhodesia and Ishan. Give it to the folks. Let them know how you're doing. What's up, everyone? Matt, that was kind of rude, though, what you said about say it with your chest. He should have said with his chest, thank you, kind ma'am, for bringing me my tea. And that's exactly it. And that's exactly what I did. She brought me a nice See? good morning sunshine. Oh, look so, at that. You know, even, though, the, even though it is nighttime. This podcast today. <laughs> even though it hey, it's is this morning nighttime. somewhere. You got that right. And probably, hopefully, the majority of you are listening to us on Friday morning. That is when we drop every single week. Every single week, we got a lot to talk about. This is no different. I'm going to ask you guys. We kind of had a format. I'm going to ask you guys how you want to start. Do we want to start with the new AEW two-hour live show that's happening on Saturday and kind of go over that thing? Do you guys want to start with something WWE-related? Or do we want to start with what Dynamite was this week? That won't be a, a positive conversation if we start with Dynamite. So do you want to want to start with the hate, or Let's do you do guys want to end with the hate? No, no sandwich. Good, crap, good. Let's do that. Okay. So good. Hey, crap, actually, good. I got something. I got some breaking. I got some breaking news. Oh, my, what you uh, got? Old, my oldest niece Mesa is pregnant. So congratulations, Yay. Mesa. Oh, congrats, congrats Mesa. Yeah. First child. First one. Very Yay. nice. Man, Big Daddy gonna be a big grand uncle, huh? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. No, nobody who is that? that though. Yeah, I mean, uh, you like 120 pounds, man. Like, <laughs> so uh, if you look, look, hey, here you go. Look, if your wife gives you good morning sunshine mugs, that is all you need to know. <laughs> if she calls you Big Daddy or anybody calls you Big Daddy, sir. I don't think so, but my, we need sunshine. My glass, my glasses. I mean, my wife also wears glasses, and she didn't have them on. So I don't know if she knew what time nah. or day it was, or what she picked up. To be honest with okay, you, okay, I like hey, that. Hey, so, hey, so Rhodesia, yo, what yo. do you want to talk about? Sorry, <laughs> right, Cody. Do the sandwich. <laughs> we can start at WWE since we brought that up. All right, so then let's start WWE. Yeah, and we'll move some things around. Uh, shout out to. The business that WWE is doing right now, we know that uh, SummerSlam tickets went on sale last week. 
they announced on Saturday that it was the number one selling day in the U.S. outside of WrestleMania in wow. history. They sold 32,000 tickets. They say one day, but it's not one day because it's pre-sale for two days before the on-sale date. But, you know, from Wednesday to Friday night, they sold 32,000 tickets for SummerSlam in Detroit for field. So shout out to everybody that is going there. So then I did some more digging. So you couple that with, like, listen to this. So they're going to be here in Chicago Monday for Raw. They're sold out completely. They're going to be, and th- these numbers are as of Monday. So we're th- these are like three or four days past, okay? After that SmackDown, they were in Texas. They were 96% sold out at that point. After that, they go to the UK. They are sold out of that show. Then they go to Paris, sold out of that show. They come back to hit Texas again for Raw. Uh, only 400 tickets was available as of Monday. Then they go to SmackDown. For Puerto Rico, sold out. Backlash, Puerto Rico, sold out. Then they go Raw, Hershey, Pennsylvania, sold out. And then Raw, Savannah, Georgia. AE, man, you need to buy 1,148 tickets for your closest friends out in Georgia. Uh, 80% sold out there. So the next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 shows or so, they are completely sold out. They are extremely hot right now. What do you guys chalk that up to? You know what I mean? They've been doing great business. Of course, we know since Triple H has taken over the book, we've seen the numbers that they've done with these stadium shows. But this is a this is a really, really strong run of sold-out shows. What, what do you guys think? There's really only a, really a couple answers here. Uh, one, they, they're coming off a huge WrestleMania weekend. Um, great, great storylines coming out of there. And then Again, probably the most important and hottest storyline in modern time in wrestling with the bloodline. You know, you have Paulie say it. They're kind of just in the middle of it. They're just getting started with this whole bloodline thing. So just the momentum, one, of H being at the helm, and then two, coming off of Mania, and then three, the bloodline storyline. That's it. That sells for itself. I think we got a couple things. We got uh, the bloodline. Um, I'm over here texting my brother. My brother is having a problem over here being a grandpa. Sorry about that, guys. But um, we got the bloodline and Team Cody. Stand up, Cody team. Cody team, stand up. There's some a lot of hot things happening right now, right? Yeah. I mean, um, those were the top two things I thought about. You got a red hot baby face in Cody. The bloodline speaks for themselves. But it's got. I mean, it has to be more than just those two things. And if it's not. That speaks even more to superstars. You need superstars to sell. That is what moves the needle, is getting people hot or a program or storyline hot. Wait a minute. Slow down now, Matt. You mean tell me it ain't a couple of hot you know, moves, a DDT from, from the inside the ring to the outside the ring? That ain't going to draw no fans? <sighs> Boy. No. That does not draw the fans. It pops the crowd. Does not draw the fans. Then they get up five minutes later and still into the match? No. I mean five seconds later? Yeah. It's not even it's not even a two count. Oh boy. Um, so is that enough positive? Can I can I get to my hate? 
yet or Jeez, we're only about five minutes in. No, I think we need to keep talking about Cody. Cody Sanders. Okay. I, I think I want to coin that too. I think I'm gonna get a shirt. You know, it says, you know, that's freaking wrestling presents Cody team, right? It's gonna mm-hmm. be all of us because Rhodesian and Matt, they're gonna be in the bandwagon. They're gonna be in the bandwagon soon. Because the reason why they didn't want them to win that many, because they weren't fans. And that's okay. That's why we do the work. That's why Cody and I, we mm-hmm. do the work to convert haters like y'all into fans. So we're gonna present Cody team. And we're gonna uh-huh. ride this out to Atlanta. You know, because uh, you know that 20% that ain't sold out, that's them uh-huh. like them upper bowl. Like it's like two hundred. So I need to get some tickets myself. Cause I got a okay. bunch. Of, uh, my brother in laws coming in town. He has four kids. They into wrestling. Uh, shouts out to Brandon and Cam, and and, and their lovely uh, well, his lovely wife. We need some tickets, but I don't want to be two hundred seats. So you shouting know. everybody out, and Cody can't even sell out his home state. Like how over is he? If he can't even sell out his home state. Hey, look, them two hundred seats is rough, man. I don't know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that's, that's rough business. That's that's, un- that's that's interesting. No, but speaking of Cody, uh, what's your thoughts so far on Cody versus Brock? We saw Monday on Monday Night Raw the match is official for Backlash. I for one am super excited for that match. And if you say you're not, you're 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 lying to yourself. You're hating. This is a dream match. This is a legit dream match. I don't know if many of us thought we would see, and here it is in Backlash, not WrestleMania Backlash, but Backlash. What's your guys' thoughts so far of the program with? Cody and Brock, and early uh, predictions. Who do you have going over in that match? Well, I tell you what, I love to see the the title round Cody's ways to him defending his championship against Brock. But yeah, I'm I'm all for it. You know, um, interesting to see Brock do this thing against Cody. It's been very interesting. It's one of, been one of the bright spots on Raw. So definitely, mm-hmm. it's it's up there for me. So what? You are you thinking Cody wins? Jeez, jeez. I don't know how they doing. I, I don't know what they doing out here nowadays. You no know, things that make sense and make people happy. They don't want that in uh, WWE anymore right now. I don't know if it's Vince at the head or what's going on, but we don't send crowds home happy no more nowadays. So I don't. I don't know what to expect. I, I was. was I, went home. I went home. I was ecstatic. ecstatic. Right, Rhodesia. We we <laughs> left that place dancing. Doing high fives. I don't know what you was talking about. Well, I couldn't that's, have that's been more ecstatic. <laughs> I couldn't have been more Number one, that's because you guys are heathens and you're haters. Mm. So, of course. Well, I'm mm. talking about regular regular people with hearts. That actually so, feel something. I'm actually going to pause the pod right now. Pause the pod. Oh, you're going to pause the pod? I am. Yep, because I'm about to address something. So, for months, I've been called a bully. And when you look up the definition of a bully, it's someone who picks on someone and calls them names. I just got called a heathen. And what else did I just get called? A hater. A heathen? I believe in God. I, re- I, I recognize is your, God. Is your, new, is your new gimmick, is your new gimmick, you just look up words every week on the pod? Yeah. Last yeah. week, you looked oh, up what a hill was. Oh, wait week, for the rest of the show. You look- wait, for the re- wait for the rest of the show. I got Wikipedia we ready. Got I'm going to out this time. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I ain't like somebody wrong with that does that. their research, though. Yeah, ain't nothing yeah, wrong with that. Shout out to you for doing your research. I'm trying to be educated. Keep okay. it going. Oh, so, so Cody's Cody and Brock. I'm this yes. is something Cody when it first happened um at after Raw or at Raw after Mania, I was really excited about it. And I'm like, whoa, we've never seen this one coming. Who I think is gonna win? Oh, let me ask answer the first part. Yes, I'm excited to see this match. Um, because it's something I didn't expect. So anytime something like that in wrestling can happen to me, I'm I'm excited for it. Who do I think is gonna win? I haven't okay. really thought about it. I would like to see Brock win again, but I don't know how 
the remaining Cody fans how they're going to take to that if Cody loses again. So for me, I believe, and I can rock with the storyline as long as you don't have me looking like I'm or thinking I'm the fool because I can believe anything that you tell me. And again, we haven't really seen that under Triple H. Uh, but I kind of want Cody to lose again, but I don't know how that would affect the rest of his fans and how they feel about him. Will they lose them completely? They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. You know, hey, and another person who knows a little bit about wrestling, Mm -hmm. this guy by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin, biggest box office draw in the history of the business outside of Roman Reigns and Hulk Hogan, he also thought the right thing happened at WrestleMania. I have a quote right here. He said, I love the finish. That's what Stone Cold Steve Austin said. He said, I loved all of it. He said, I think he was talking to you right here. He said, Roman is so good right now. The story was there. Cody coming back from injury, come back into the fold after he left from AEW and putting himself in the position he's in now, overcoming all this adversity as part of one of the most famous wrestling families that have ever been in the business and trying to finish that story against Roman. Then what Austin said, Austin added, I watched both nights of WrestleMania 39 very intently. To me, you can't take the belt off Roman right now. You want to get it to Cody somehow, some way, sometime. But now's not the time. Last thing that Austin said, just thinking about that finish, I thought it was definitely the right call. I love the outside interference. You didn't know what was coming next. The spike to the throat, for me, it was money. That's somebody that knows ball. That's somebody that knows grabs. Can't argue against Stone Cold Steve Austin. He also came out, too, and said why he wasn't – why he didn't take up the WWE's invitation to WrestleMania 39. Oh, Point he blank, he just said he wouldn't have been um, in shape enough. He was doing a show where he was legit driving an RV across the country. He said all he had with him was like a pair of 30-pound dumbbells, 25-pound dumbbells, and like a kettlebell. And he's like, for me to go in there and have an official match, he needed more time to be prepared than that. And he's like, if something happens with the TV show where we get, you know, backlogged, I'm screwed. And he said, I guess that's what happened. I guess something happened with production where uh, it went longer than like three weeks longer than what they planned on. So that's why he wasn't there. So I guess according to that, it was nothing from a creative perspective. It was that he knew that he would not be in cardio shape to uh, wrestle a, a real match. So shout out to him. I, for, I can respect that for sure. Yeah. I mean, in shape, he was fantastic really, really last time I saw him. Um, but I, again, ring shape is something totally different. So, but no, shout out to him for putting the business before, I guess, himself. Mm-hmm. I do think, uh, going back to Brock and Cody, to put a bow on that, I don't care who wins. I, I just love the story that they're going to tell of Brock destroying them during that match. And then just see how, what, what does that look like? Because we saw Hell in a Cell with Cody in the torn pack. He definitely got sympathy. It was fantastic. Now let's see what this looks like with Brock. So it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. He came out with the hoodie on Monday. Like, hoodie Cody is serious business. Yeah, no suit for him until later on in the night. He he had the suit. But um, it was good stuff. It was really, really good stuff. Can somebody please tell me, switching wrestlers, why the hell is LA Knight still in a holding pattern? All the talk. Before Mania was, oh, as soon as Mania is over, 
here comes the rocket on his back. Oh, they're holding off until after Mania to get him going. Okay, we are approximately three weeks now after Mania and still nothing. I don't want to hear, oh, they're going to heat him up come Money in the Bank. Oh, he's going to be the Money in the Bank winner, so we'll wait until June for that. No. He's one of your hottest performers right now, and that is that is outside of the booking. He's not hot because of the booking. He's hot just because we enjoy him. They like I, I don't I don't understand. I, I really don't get what they're doing with him. I can't speak to that at all because you're right, like what's happening. But I do have to call out that match he had with Xavier Woods on SmackDown. I mean it seemed like forever ago, but it was a week ago. I really liked that mm-hmm. match. I thought it was great. He lost, but like I told you, if he had to lose, I love for I love that how he lost on Friday with Xavier pulling up a tights to pin him. So it kind of still protected him. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean we're still not you're still not gonna get that rocket strap you know on your back shooting off fighting xavier woods not saying anything bad about xavier woods but like you said if this is going to be that next person to be out you know the big name the big face or heel for that matter it can't be against xavier woods but it was a great match on smackdown or it could be if he beat him and i and i get the whole thing of xavier's fighting gunther this week on smackdown i get it i understand that and we know with wrestling, of course, it is entirely fluid. Angle happens next week, and hey, we're off to the races. But I just feel like he's spinning his wheels. And he's been spinning his wheels since January. I, I don't get it. I love how fans, we get invested in characters who want to see them do well, um, like LA Knight. But then when you're not fans like of like Cody, you don't you want to see him you know, get beat up by Brock. You want to see him lose and yada, yada, yada. But we sitting here talking about LA Knight. Lose against our great friend and brother, Xavier Woods. Hey, kudos to Woods for having a great match, right? Because this is about Xavier right now. This is about him getting his just due, right? The new day is out. Big E, God bless him. I hope he comes back soon. Kofi, come back soon as well. But this is about Xavier getting his shots at some gold, possibly. He might even upset. He might win his first singles gold. That's what we should be talking about. We should talk about Xavier Woods possibly and potentially upsetting Gunther and win his first singles gold in the company. That'd be pretty good, right? Ellie yeah, Knight to get his time. He's talented. Hey, it also kind of corresponds with um, Vince coming back into power. Um, that because that dude's almost off the company before he left. So not he back. I don't know. But hey, let's hope there's a story that they're that they're building and telling. And but right now we gonna chill out on you just for a moment. Cause we gonna put some shine on Brother Xavier. Um, I like seeing when I see Bell. I don't know. I don't know. But. To counteract what you just said, because you that's doesn't you can't compare that to Cody. Cody is still in the main event slot. No matter if he loses against Brock, he's still gonna be a main eventer. Ellie Knight, they're doing nothing with. Did we not forget? He came out there for weeks and said, How can you have a WrestleMania in LA without LA Knight? LA Knight. He didn't show his face at WrestleMania at all. So you can't compare those two at all. And I'm not saying, hey, he needs to be the one that's fighting Gunther for the IC title. He needs something. They are doing nothing with him. Right now, so if anybody yeah, needs yeah. to be worried about wins and losses, Xavier, he's put over Xavier. That's what he did. But did he really? Because Xavier had a chance to beat him. Pull over Xavier. Did anybody, he? Couldn't they find him? Yeah, yeah. Xavier still had a chance. I know you didn't see the match because you would have said did something you? about it. Hey, I, I know I bought a T-shirt that says "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying" by Eddie Guerrero, and he was one of the greatest wrestlers ever. It's all right. Shout out, shout out to Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. Man, that was one of the things I don't think. We probably did talk about it night one. But uh, to hear Eddie Guerrero's music live at Mania, that was one of the highlights. 
that was that was fantastic. Super super cool stuff. Well, I mean, do y'all want to deep dive Gunther versus Xavier Woods? That's going to be happening today on SmackDown, or if you listen to this on Saturday or Sunday, uh, it happened already. You guys want to deep dive that match? Uh, well, no, it's not happening, Jed. I don't know. <laughs> do you guys think Xavier Woods is beating Gunther for the title? I say no. He does not. I say no. I say no. No. Because once again, if you had the cheeks, it will to be, be interesting when he does Knight, drop why would it. Though, be able to beat Gunther. It will be interesting when he does drop it, and who he drops. I wonder it who to. he. Yeah, that's, that's well. A I guess question. I don't see. He should have dropped it to Ricochet four months ago, but keep it moving. I guess. Okay, en- en- enough. No, because if he did, we wouldn't have got Braun and Ricochet, right. and then we wouldn't have you're got. Right, you're right. Which well, you Ricochet, feel like is one of your matches that. of the weekend. Yeah, you're right. Mania was the four way. See. Yep. There you go. Enjoy the story. Isn't that what they say? Let it play out. Uh, what else from a WWE perspective? Uh, I really enjoyed the Bloodline and Judgment Day interaction on Raw. I thought that was really, yeah. really cool. If anybody mm-hmm. before did not believe that Judgment Day is a top-tier group, a rub in numerous segments with the Bloodline, get you there. So shout-out mm-hmm. to them for, for doing that. I thought that was really, really cool. I like this, the um, whole interaction think, back and forth with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see discourse already online about too much too soon for Solo. Oh, they're pushing them too hard. It's like, no, they're not pushing them. I think they are doing, they are pushing them. They're not pushing them too hard. I think they are doing a perfect job with Solo right now of where he's at. And all I can think about is when he finally steps up to Roman Reigns, the reaction from that crowd, wherever they are, whenever it happens, is going to be, I think, like a staple of the Bloodline story. He is doing fantastic. He's somebody, when he was in NXT, I was like, okay, he's cool. He's all right. All right, street champ. Okay, I get it. Like, okay, it's cool. But, man, he is somebody that has really outperformed what I thought he was going to be when he was in NXT. And that doesn't happen too often, even with the new NXT where they are building people the right way under the WWE umbrella, we know that, hey, now that transition is much, much better and easier coming from NXT now than what it was before, where we can invest in these characters, we love them, and then all of a sudden they completely switch them up when they get to the main roster. Thanks a lot again, Vince, for that. But if you think about it, I mean, can we think of anybody in the last, what, year or two that has transitioned as good as Solo has? Well, how, from how NXT, many come, how many people have come up besides like your Johnny Gargano? I guess Candice LeRae right now. Who else really came up in the Enjoy last the year? Well, let's think. Well, too? I mean, let's think since like the NXT 2.0 type roster. Has there been was, anybody? Oh no, it has to be. That's not 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 2.0. No, this is like one of the first from that new gen, that generation. Yeah, you had the Dexter, Johnny, and Candice that came up. And Solo. Yeah. I don't Solo, really yeah, and I would up. say Dexter is kind of a holdover from like two mm-hmm. from the original NXT. Right, he was. Yep. Um, besides Candice, any other women wrestlers? Not to my knowledge. No, you know, you Not Dakota Kai think. and EO. You know, I would say those are still holdovers from the previous. Those are holdovers NXT. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Solo was the first from that group. They've had more people go down in NXT than come up. Right, Apollo went back. Mm-hmm. He's still there now. We saw um, Dijak. Yep, Dijak went back. 
We saw Toxic Attraction. Why Mandy? We, she went back. Yeah, the new day she went down, down, and it had a, a run for a couple months. So yeah, I guess more people went down than up. But yeah, I, I think Solo's been doing fantastic. We saw that um, they made it official, so we are getting that six man at Backlash. The Bloodline, Jimmy J, and Solo against Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sammy. So now we see what the end game was for Riddle being involved. I I still hope it's a one-off. I hope that once we get past the backlash, Riddle gets away from the story and we kind of get back to the meat and potatoes of what the bloodline is now with, hey, the Usos dropped the ball at Mania. They're getting a, a tag title shot next week on SmackDown. You guys think they have any shot of beating KO and Sammy for the titles? Again, I'm from that school of don't switch titles unless, like, so quickly. Like, so to answer your question, no. Um, but a call back to the riddle. I am happy that he is here now. I do agree that I want this to be a one-off, but I think it is important that Riddle comes back and take care of business from why he actually left. He got injured because of Solo and left. I, I'm happy that they addressed that. And I, again, had me feel like I was the root fool and didn't realize, oh, Riddle's been gone for four months, three months, and, you know, what happened? So I'm happy that they they put him into the storyline. Um, I'm hoping hoping that they will <laughs> end it then. If that means he has to kill Solo, I'm okay with that. But I want Riddle to then take off. And well, they had their one-on-one -on -one match already on SmackDown last week, and Solo beat him. Yeah, but I mean, but again, that's still building up to backlash. I'm talking about after backlash, you know, I right. want this is to be done. But I don't think that they're going. I think KO yeah, and Sammy I mean, still hold the titles. Yeah, this is just like a little break to kind of pause the storyline until they figure out what they're going to do with Roman and that storyline, right? It's a nice little, mm -hmm. I guess, break, you know, which is cool. I think yeah. an interesting question um, in all of this when we talk about uh, Sammy is that, uh, you know, did. I know a lot of people before Mania were thinking we wanted to see Sammy and Roman at Mania. You know, I think there's definitely a difference between the popularity of Sammy and Cody at this point in time. So it'd be interesting to maybe revisit that conversation. Ooh. Did they go? Did they make the right decision by going with Cody at Mania versus, uh, you know, Sammy? Let's ask that right now. You are the Cody guy. Who do you think's more popular right now? Is Sammy more popular or is Cody more popular? Yeah, the reason why I brought that up is because I, I feel like Sammy has lost a little bit a since little? his, uh, yeah. I think he's lost a little bit, you know, since then. Since right? when? Whereas Cody, since the, the, that feud, right? Since him breaking away from the bloodline and having this match, uh, I think that definitely Sammy is still popular, I think. But as far hmm. as you think about, like, the upper echelon of, like, top faces in that company. Okay. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, Sammy's dropped a little bit. Um, whereas Cody is, you know, put aside bad booking and, and stupid losses at many aside, he's still doing this thing. He's still one of the most popular acts. So, like, to me, I feel like they made the, the, the right decision by going with Cody at Mania because I think that did become uh, not necessarily a dream match per se, but it definitely was a very, very, you know, high-profile match that drew a lot of investment. I said it months ago. I did not want to see Sammy and Roman at Mania, and I'm happy I didn't mm -hmm. get that. So to answer your question, Cody is more popular. 
he is a bigger draw than Sammy is right now. I don't know how what you guys are basing that off of. Because I can argue they are at the same level. I don't think Sammy's more popular than Cody, but I don't think Sammy has lost much. He's lost because he's lost some because he's no longer in the biggest storyline in the company. Right? Like neither is Cody, but you can argue and say Cody Brock is the equivalent right. of what could be the biggest storyline right. right now. Exactly. The and biggest storyline is still bloodline. It's it's still everything bloodline related. But when but still Sammy solo, lost against Roman. Unlike right now, Sammy is Sammy and KO is a team. So of course somebody who mm-hmm. is going for their singles campaign is going to be in their hot. They're going to be more hot than somebody who's in a tag team campaign. Like I said, this whole Uso main eventing may, um, WrestleMania, that's a, like a first ever. So I have to take that away right. from this, from this example. So again, anytime somebody who's a solo versus somebody who's in a tag, if they're both popular, that person who's solo, which in this case, Cody is, it's going to be the hottest person. It is going to be the most popular person. His pop is still Unless incredible. it's not. So, so it's Sammy. Unless it's not. You know what I mean? I, I think people will buy more tickets for Cody than they would for Sammy. There's no doubt for me. That seems to be true right now, right? You add Cody to the card, boop, it gets up there. Hey, just make sure you let your folks know in uh, Savannah, Georgia, E, that <laughs> Cody Rhodes is on Monday Night Raw. Well, he may not be by time oh, this show happens. Because yeah, the, the draft is coming up. I'm sure he'll be on Monday Night Raw. I'm sure he'll be on Monday Night Raw. What else? Oh, shout out. Let me get all the sound effects. Hill Trish is back, baby. <laughs> and she cut a awesome promo on Monday Night Raw. That is how you do a I need, I should get, I am that ish type promo. She did that. That was fantastic. I loved it. Of course, you could tell they were uh, taking out the what chance with the booze. I, of course, I, I get it, but I hate it. I, I hate when they do that in production. I, I understand it's a show, though. But uh, I thought she did fantastic. I thought I that um, she explained her actions. And, of course, as a heel always does, she was over the top with it in a kind of a, you know snarky tone. But everything she said was facts. Everything she said was facts. So shout out to Trish. This is the Trish that we've been waiting on. And we got her Monday night. Loved it. Dude, that side-by-side comparison of her was like 15 years ago until now in the same outfit that she wore. I mean, that that's just sick. Like, this woman, she cares about her body. Again, we saw she went or she looked better wrestling than my fave, Lita, um, at this point. But, yeah, man, shoot, was that – I got the goosies just listening to her promo in the ring. And she's like, and oh, and just in case y'all didn't know, it was me who attacked Lita. <laughs> I mean, I just loved all, all of that. I was there for all of that. My only question to y'all is how long do you think this is going to last? All we needed was JR. Oh, son of a bitch. That's all we needed. <laughs> JR go old school on that. Real quick, Ishan, before you go, I see you brought it up, Rhodesia. You are the woman's voice on the TFW pod. You said it. Trish had an interview this week. She stated that at WrestleMania, she didn't tell anybody, but she had a partially torn hamstring. Sheesh. Can you please explain to me how with that partially torn hamstring, was she still better than your favorite at mm-hmm. WrestleMania? Sheesh. 
I'm speechless. That's okay. first. All right. There you go. Mark this day in your record book. Yeah. But uh, it was a group. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a um, really great promo. I'm sure it's really good promo. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, like, so I have a new work system. I'm really excited about like my work system now. I got my TV set okay. up for gaming. Then I also have another TV on the side that I watch my wrestling on. So now I don't have to choose what I'm doing, right? Because a lot of the wrestling is, is work-related too, right? So I had to buy a whole new setup. That's what I told the wife. I'm like, look, this is for work. I need to keep what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, need, mm-hmm. I need to watch this wrestling. I need too. to be engaged. Yeah, hey, so, okay, to- but, but, yeah. okay, so no, okay. Call back to the beginning of this pod. Is that really how you said it, or did you say, honey, you know, this would really help <laughs> if I had this television right here? Or did you say, look, woman, you know what it is. I need this TV, and it's got to be as big as TV as possible so I can talk to my peoples on the podcast about it. Like, which no, one was it? This one, yeah. You did the former. Look, you know, look. I said, hey, now look, woman. All right? <laughs> I need to get this work TV. There it is. I need to keep engaged, you understand, on this wrestling. You ain't going to say Big nothing Daddy, about right? my purchase Big or what Daddy I spend. Needs it. Right? Big Daddy needs it. And so I, no, I said gave Sunshine a, needs it. And I, sit, <laughs> I gave it a finger like this. But, so, but yeah, I was, so I was playing the game. But then when Trish came on, I immediately stopped what I'm doing. It's almost like a, I went to a matrix, some kind of void, and all I heard was like her talking. And I was just so like engaged into what she was saying. It just was a really, really great heel promo, too. I love mm-hmm. everything about her tone, the way she carried herself, the verbiage, everything was top notch. Like this is this is one of the greats that we've seen on our TV right there, right? One of the great one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time on full display, showing us how her full package. Like I thought it was a really, really great promo. I mean, like one of the best I've seen. Of all the times. All of the all time. the times. And I just and you go can back see and I think where I talked about I felt like there was something that was missing. In the lead up to Mania, in those promos, we talked about it. I'm like, man, it just feels like something is off. I, Trish, what didn't seem off at all. So, take that for for what it's worth. I was just saying, all right. Think about with with yes. Trish, and I, and she is older than me, but it was good when I first got into wrestling myself. And just seeing her being just the manager of, was it of Tess? I think she was the manager of Tess, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just seeing that she was just this, what did they used to call it? Valets. She was just a valet, this pretty blonde, didn't couldn't do much, and then just saw her progression into becoming one of the most or the best women's wrestler, holding the Divas Championship, rocking it out, uh, whether you like it or love the Divas Championship, like it or hate the Divas Championship. And then to see her now again, fifteen, how many, twenty years, how many ever years later, to see her just still being able to to draw the crowd. I'm telling, you, like, it's. It, it, I bet at the end of the night she probably couldn't go to bed early because it's just a high that she had. Because I felt that after her promo, but we can get off of Trish. I, I want to just give her her flowers and just to see like the full um, career from when she first started just as a valet. Or we can stay. Or we can it. stay on her. Well, that was it. We, That's all I have. We don't have to get off of her. We can stay on her. Are you trying to say something no. else? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Got it. Uh, WWE. That That's everything I kind of had. Or like the highlights from this week in the lowlights. What y'all got? Oh, the the platypus line. 
with Cody. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, his vernacular sucker, killed it. Sucker tash. I was like, yo, <laughs> I had to set my Wikipedia on, game up. So y'all talking about me? You got to dumb it down just a little bit, Cody. <laughs> dumb it down just a tiny bit, man. You do not want to hear. Vince had an erection when he heard that. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> positive, positive platitude. What I wanted Roman to do. <laughs> the platypus of. What do you say? The platonic po- platypus? No, 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 no. Positive um, platitude. And all I heard was platypus. Platitude. Platitude. Positive platitude. I was sucker and sucker tasks in 2023 if I've ever heard it. So is he going to get suspended? Who's he? Pronouns, pal. <laughs> we talking about Cody. Is he going to get Get suspended, suspended for what? For attacking everybody. <laughs> he no, laid he's hands not getting on those suspended. people. When did this stop? When did he, he stop to. getting suspended? No, at one point he ran when at somebody you, when, in soccer. When they tell you, when they tell you over and over again, to don't do it, and you continue, you continue to do it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. That's when. Got it. Got it. He's he's lost. He has no idea that Cuddy even cut a promo Monday. He fast scores through the all that. He's playing his games during that part. He's like, "What are y'all talking about?" Platypus. The, the platonic platypus positivity is petrified <laughs> perfection. <laughs> Pete, keep going with the peas. What else y'all got? WWE. That's about it. I thought the first hour of Raw went by incredibly fast. So that was kind of one thing I remembered from Raw. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it did. All right, can I get to, uh, is it time for the the shit sandwich yet? You start with something good, right? And then you go to the, okay, sandwich time. Sandwich time. I'm going to start by saying this. I am a paying supporter of All Elite Wrestling. Okay? I counted. I went back and I looked today. Guess how many shows I've been to for AEW? Are we including All In? No, no? we're not including All In because that was not AEW yet. So it's there on their fourth year, right? So three full years in their fourth Mm -hmm. year? Okay, four times four, let's say 16, 15. Let's go with 15. Close. Close. 14. I have been to 14 All Elite Wrestling shows. So I am a supporter of the product. Okay? I bought tickets today. They are coming <laughs> back to Chicago in June. We will be in the building. I am going to that show. But. I have a responsibility to listeners of the TFW podcast. What, when, how, where, and why? Last night, there were some good things on that show on Dynamite, but holy hell. Was there some frustrating and WTF moments on that show? Go ahead, tell us. Do y'all want to start with uh, Hobbs losing the belt in the middle of the show? Or do we want to go with the trash ass opening of the four pillars? In the beginning of the show? <laughs> I wouldn't call it trash ass, though. That I wouldn't call it capital T R A S H H H H H. It was capital T 
capital R, capital A, capital S, capital H, 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 H. It wasn't that bad. That was really, really poor. MJF saved it, of course, and got probably the biggest pop of the night when his music hit. That keeps happening. I think it's because, again, at least from what I hear, there is no scripts, so they're allowing the wrestlers to go out there and and fumble on their words if they need if they and have that's to. Fine. If that's what happened. I think that's, that's just fine. what it is. What I saw but is no, that you they hated ready, Jungle Boy. You need Boy. to be ready for that spot. You need to be ready for that spot. And that so you 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 enjoy the opening segment before MJF came out. You were like, oh, they cooking out here. I didn't say they were cooking. I think they were like sautéing. So listen, so ah, I could tell that it. they're really. They, it's like they. This is where I talk or I look at WWE and I hate to compare them, but we have to. This is what they are. They're both wrestling companies. And you look at, they're not as polished as far as on the mic. And so kind of where they drill them in NXT and WWE, I kind of see kind of the non-drilling of it last night when that was on full display. So it felt kind of awkward. It felt kind of like, come on, guys. But they still told a story. I still got behind it. And MJF came out. So in the end, that's why I said I didn't think it was trash because I I heard kind of their point of views about each person of the pillar. And it seems like everybody hated Jungle Jack, that everything was handed to him. So to me, I got something out of that promo or that segment. Um, again, could have been executed better. Hell yeah. But I'm telling you, it, it wasn't trash. It wasn't trash. Mm. That's what it was. Go ahead, e. I see you over so, there simmering. Go ahead, man. So no, I was laying out because I, I was I wanted to take all of this oh, in. I, I ain't even done that's yet. That's what I was doing. But go yeah. ahead. I ain't even done so, yet. Go that's ahead. that's what, like no, yeah. Rhodesia <laughs> kind of cut you off a little bit. I was ready to let you go. Right, I'll sit back. <laughs> I ain't you know, done I was yet. relaxing. But since we interrupting the the promo, I'm waiting for the promo of the year right now. But um, and this is a great thing because this is like this this type of stuff right here is what I talk about all the time. Right, it's, this is this is this that. That promo mm-hmm. is has been going on for months in that company. That type of stuff, right? We talk about the so I actually started taking notes. I was okay. pretty engaged. I was like, oh, let me take some couple notes on this. I'm really feeling it. And I started taking the uh, right down a note. Uh, <laughs> let me see what I said. Let me let me go, let me go on my note, right? Because I was like, I, but see, I end up like disregarding the notes by the some by like the middle of this promo. Um, but I went, man, Darby is not bad on the mic. Right? No, he's not. And then he I went in. Yeah. And then yeah, 10 seconds he, later, I went, okay, maybe I should have deleted <laughs> that. But I, well, I think he showed he is above Sammy and Jack Perry. I think we Yo, can agree Jack. with that, right? Yeah. I think we can agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But I, but I, I know where, where you probably said, like, I should probably delete that line. I, I know it's the part of that promo because it happened. kept going, it kept yeah. going, and, and then his, yeah. the verbiage got worse, yeah. and it got worse, and so this is the thing about because we talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because so Matt and I we had a um, a good back and forth after the the scrum, and I was talking we were talking about the creative, and I was like, man, they need to put some they need to put some creative control, just give these guys some parameters. He was like, oh, you want it to be scripted? I'm like, no, I need. Give them some bullet points. Give them like, hey, this is a mission statement, right? And then you have creative freedom to exist in this creative in the, in this in this box, right? It's a lot to do if, if you give people parameters. Because right. I say that to say this, this is because 
I don't know if Darby at the end of that promo seemed like a likable person. He like, did right? not. He, he did, did not. not. He, all right. He he cheered. He was happy when he got the buy. I understand in a real life situation why you would be happy, but you're a face. He's a a face, heel right? would be happy that they got the buy. Not the face. The face would be like, I don't care who I gotta go through. A thousand come, come, percent. Come double or nothing. I'm coming for that ass. It don't matter what I got to do to get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this isn't like one of those. And hey, God bless her because Saray is one of my favorite wrestlers, right? When mm-hmm. she ends up, you know, turn like the fans turn on her and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is this is the plan all along, right?" I don't think this is the plan all along, Darby. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe he could be right. Maybe hey, look, maybe he turns on Sting, he becomes the but he's an underdog. Small underdog fast. He kind of fits that mode. I don't think he fits the right. being here. And then even going back to Jack Perry, right? Jungle Boy got on the microphone. He started talking, right? And he was going on a little bit too long, right? He's, was, I don't say, was, yep. I don't say he's horrible, right? I think he. I think if he was able to be in a creative box, and they say, hey, you know, this is what I want you to shoot for, right? This is what I want you to shoot for by the end of your promo. Like this is what I want you to aim for, and you get there. I think he would have been all right. But I don't know if he came off that likable, to be honest with you. Nobody did. And I mean, no, and what I you said, it was too long. It was too long. And we, we've seen that, right? Like, we've seen they all went to one corner. We, I felt like last night was like a, just a rehash of it. And then speaking of rehash, here we go again with MJF trying to pay somebody off. Like, yeah. we've been down that road already. And I still don't understand what that point. Okay, so he tells Sammy, hey. I'm going to pay you off if you take a dive tonight. And then, but I'll find a way for you to get the match at double or nothing. Like, how? Yeah, I don't know. The if this tournament, if this that, tournament yeah. is strictly for the winner gets to face MJF at double or nothing, how does the loser right. face MJF? I don't know. I, I thought I missed something. I went back and watched it. I didn't miss something on that. Uh, and then he comes out and celebrates with Sammy. When Sammy didn't take the dive, but he still won. And cool, I, I love the callback to the Pinnacle. Was the Pinnacle they were in? No, uh, no, Jericho's uh, group. JS. Yeah. Um, oh, whatever group they were in, I can't remember now. But oh, where, um, those two weren't in a group together. Those they were though, weren't they? Together. No, I thought they were cool. They were with each other. Ends. No, MJF was in the Pinnacle, and uh, Sammy was still in uh, the Inner Circle. Inner circles, inner I'm thinking circle. about. Okay. Yep, inner circle. Uh, so I like that call back. Oh, but there. yeah, but, but MJF had, was got... briefly a part of the yeah. inner circle, and he like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and they had the that. dinner. They had a special yep. dinner, which was was gold on TV. Still one of the best segments AEW's produced. Mm-hmm. Yep, was that dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was just a miss for me. Um, you can say I'm nitpicking, but I thought this came across so low rent. Why was there only 23 terrible tiles in the crowd for <laughs> Britt? That's her hometown. I you couldn't like, get no, everybody like on the harm camp side to have a towel to make that look special? No, listen, I counted. I thought, it was 23 tiles. Wait, I counted. No, I, I think they brought him from home. I don't think AEW oh gave those out. I think those hey, are people you, you, who've been to Stiller Games or brought them out. Hey. So, so, Jesus, so man. Matt and I are b- both come from retail and retail management, right? And so when you have visitors coming into your store, you always want the store to be clean, right? You want the store to look clean. You want it to look good because if anything's out of place, right? All of a sudden, 
the district managers start coming in, they start picking everything out. They start looking, they start pulling everything out. They start finding everything, right? Because they, if one thing is wrong, two, three, three, two or three things that are obviously <laughs> wrong, wrong, they start pulling apart everything and everything's wrong, right? That's what's happening right now is AEW right now. Matt is that DM who saw two or three things obviously wrong. Now he's pulling apart the whole entire show. He's talking about some goddamn, t- I don't know what towels. Yeah, no, it was pitiful. Man. It was pitiful. Keep, keep like, going, though. Uh, keep going, Matt. Kept, I wanna... kept them. Kept them towels. But I I swear, man, I never talked about this. I literally thought those were Steeler fans who just brought them from home. I If I found out, or if by some chance, AEW actually gave those towels out. <laughs> I'm hey, no, hold up. Hey, hold up, though. Hold up, though, Matt Rhodesia. You know what was funny? You talk about the towel. only thing I noticed about them damn towels was, when Soraya came over to grab the towel, she could get the towel out of her hand. Oh man, like oh, this mom was not getting that up, and then, and then no. she tried to spray her with it. <laughs> and speaking of and speaking of gorgeous MJ, could somebody please teach that woman how <laughs> to throw a kendo stick shot? Or how about to hit somebody with the belt? Oh, come well, she, on the belt. <laughs> See, like oh, I, oh. Pull, hey, so, hey, so Rhodesia, so when you looked into a dictionary about bully. Mm-hmm. It is not just words that you use. Leave this woman alone, nah. Let's keep moving. How am I bu- okay, how am I bullying her? How? Yeah. Laughing along with Matt's bad jokes about Saray is the same thing. I, I, didn't get, woman I, I didn't say a joke. Did you see those Kindle shots? You thought that was okay? And her beautiful, hitting her beautiful. with the belt was awful. Beautiful. Hey, I got, I got another question. Where the hell was Keith Lee last night to I save Adam Cole? They were just together last week on Dynamite. I'll tell you where he was. He was in at uh he was at Walmart with me getting some hair dye. And oh, but you know, oh, but and, we and are the bullies. bullies. Right, we're we the, bully. are the bullies. You're talking about though. my man's gray hair, which may, he looks very astute with it, actually. I think he's Go pretty ahead. attractive with the with the gray hair. Mm-hmm. I like the gray hair. <laughs> you like shows look at wisdom. You, you sure? <laughs> it shows yeah. wisdom, okay? Yeah. I but saw somebody and, on Twitter and, say and he get a new hoodie week, too. I saw somebody on Twitter say last week it was a female that uh, men with grays in their beards, every strand of gray uh, is like their whole count of how much of a hole they were in their past life. I don't think that's true at all. That's not true. Not true Rhodesia, at all. Rhodesia, what do you say? And that might be true, but I, I reap the benefits of it, so. <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You do reap the benefits. Was, I wish it was true. Of not past me. life. Um... Okay, so then okay, so then let me since we're still right here then. So this whole beatdown, I was okay with that, and you're right, I completely forgot about Keith Lee and all that. But so they beat him. And I down. loved everything before that. Of course I, I I loved everything before that. When it was just when it was Cole and Jericho, I thought that segment was money. I really did. And then it went to hell <laughs> after that. <laughs> and then the place okay, so the placement of where that happened to the match, I forgot, it was JS maybe in the claim, I forgot, because I was just so disgusted by it. But it was like, they come back from commercial, they take them out, and then JAS comes in. And I just felt that, I thought that felt so awkward. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the you're talking, the yeah, show? they were leaving. And you could even hear telling them, hey, walk on the side of the <laughs> ramp. And then uh, yeah. JAS comes just, out it, for it their match. It felt just so weird. Like, again, this is a national television show. Like, shouldn't that have been cleaned up a lot better? Again, I just was like... The placement of them coming out at that time, I just like, ugh, that, that didn't look good to me. Hey, but Rhodesia, like, just really quick though, I, I really do want to hear Matt's talk. I, I, I just, I'm just ready to be entertained. 
by this promo I thought he's going to cut. You know what I'm saying? What? So, hey, dude, what else do you got to say? I just, I just really want to know. 14 shows I've been to. Okay? So I'm not a hater of AEW. I love AEW. We'll be back to more shows in the future. Can somebody please explain to me why the hell were the Bucks doing flips in their heated run-in? This is a blood feud. You could put this match in blood and guts with them and the BCC. You could put that match in anarchy in the arena. The Young Bucks come out doing somersaults in their run-in. I've never seen that before in my life. Run-ins are typically used for punches and kicks. That's how you know the faces mean business. I could be showing my age here with that being a sticking point, but when I saw that, that kind of took me out the moment. I do love the BCC. Hill BCC is the best BCC. I, I enjoy everything about them right now. But when we were using a screwdriver last week to mm-hmm. maim somebody, but then we do a run-in this week with somersault planches, <laughs> that's a disconnect. I did love Takesha's involvement, though. I think that's going to be fantastic. And we know Don, he's been playing that whole thing for months. I think that completely, absolutely uh, ends with Kota Bushi in AEW to even up the Ooh. sides when that blows up. Yep, you I mean think for that's like be Forbidden Door or for like for life? Oh, well, not for life, but I think he'll be a regular wrestler on AEW. I do miss watching him wrestle. Last thing that I have. And this is the worry I had when I kept saying for weeks and weeks and months and months, I want Will Ospreay in AEW. I want Jay White in WWE. Why is that? I want Will Ospreay in AEW. I want Jay White in WWE. Last night was the perfect case scenario of why I wanted Jay White in WWE. Was that either one of you two? And granted, Radiz, I know you're not super high on Jay White. E, I know you are. Out of all the good things you saw on that show last night, where would you place Jay White's match and segment from the top to the bottom of that show? So you you weren't a fan of you weren't a fan of the uh, of the commander? match like the, that awesome like like dance he was doing jumping up and down you know and like the match so I was, conf- the match, I was confused the match, the match, the match cool. yeah I'm, see, I'm the just match confused this because is Jay White this yeah. is the main eventer in New Japan pro wrestling for years King Switch yes and his first, I already talked about how underworld I was with his debut, debut. Mm-hmm. quote Which unquote is, yep. Yeah, and then we get the match last night in the segment. It just didn't feel big. It felt like a normal, regular match for Jay White, like he's been on AEW for years. That's you think it was a good showcase a match thing, for his, his talent and ability? Anybody watching that show probably knows Jay White's talent and ability. So somebody may say, okay, Matt, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth because people who are watching know them, but make him a big deal. We just talked about uh, 50 minutes ago, WWE's business is super hot. 
and why is that? And both you guys told me Cody and the Bloodline. Stars. You didn't say, oh man, Stars. it's because cause, cause those five star matches they put on every single week. No, it's presenting people as bigger than life superstars. It, I, there was some good stuff on the show. My boy Rollo's back. So I will shout out Rollo. I've been asking, I've been asking, hey, where is Rollo at? Where's Warlow every single week? He is back. He is the TNT champion. Arn Anderson is back. Love okay. seeing Arn Anderson. <laughs> Thought it was fantastic. Arn pulled the gun out again. Oh, he comes out in that Nike tracksuit. He's not playing <laughs> with you. Arn throws a DDT. How yes. awesome was that to see? That was like, so cool. how awesome was that? That was that was close to being my TFW moment of the week. Mm -hmm. Just to be able to see like our legends get physical in the ring like that. Loved yep. it. But please explain to me, what was the point of Hobbs winning the belt in the first place? And then please explain to me, what was the point of Warlow losing the belt to Hobbs? And then please explain to me, what was the point of Warlow winning the belt at the pay-per-view in the first place, if you're just going to put it back on him? I, the only thing that I can um, reconcile this thought in my head is that their plans fell through. Whatever they wanted to do just didn't happen. That, that's all I can go to. Card subject to change? <laughs> I guess so. That's the only thing that would make sense. Because other than that, and yes, once again, wrestling is fluid. We know it. Next mm -hmm. week, something can happen. It makes all the sense in the world. If that was the case, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. We react week to week. Right. I thought last night was much more poorly executed asinine things that happened on that show than positive. I was still, it was still an entertaining show, but I didn't think it was a good show at all. Actually, I thought it sucked when you look at it in totality. Sucked? Sure did. Wow. Even, even the placement of the TNT title match, you had that at the beginning of the second hour. Now, I don't know about ratings, if they were trying to get some type of crossover or whatnot. What was the main event segment? It was Sammy, right? For... It was yes. Sammy and uh Yep and Jungle. Jack Perry. Boy. You couldn't put that at the end of the first hour and put the TNT title match at the end of the second hour? Maybe it has something to do with the ratings. Or like you said, maybe way smarter people. I do know they were up in that final segment. Stuff, do that. Okay. I do know they were up some percentages in that final segment. So that, that was cool. Ratings were still about flat or so compared to what they kind of been doing. But it was piss poor. You guys can react and counter me if you think so. But what did you think of the show, Rhodesia? I don't think it sucked. I think sucked is a very strong word. Like I said, I got what I wanted to get out of it as far as the, the pillars. That's still what they're pushing. They're pushing the pillars. I was happy to see Arn Anderson come back. I was happy to see Warlow is back. Again, just the whole movement of the titles. I mean, that to me, I still can't understand. Um, but as far as that was just my takeaway is that Warlow was back and they're still telling this pillar story. That That's all I actually really cared about, I guess. But I wouldn't say it sucked. I'm going to start off by saying that, um, well, I'm, I was, I was going to say I agree with Matt. For the most part, I, the problems you had with the show, I agree those were problems. Um, okay. I didn't think the show sucked. Per se, but I think that 
this is kind of part it's kind of part of the course with these dynamite shows i know i i get labeled by many people the aew hater it's not these types of problems are the problems i i always have problems with they've always crept up in show in some way or shape on in any show you can point out exact moments you're talking about you can pick out those moments in pretty much every show and a lot of times it disconnects me from the entire show just for a moment um which i don't like as a fan because i want to love the show and like those type of things sometimes bother me more than they should but they're they're problems for the shows for the shows certainly um the show can it needs a little bit more creative direction and, and that was evident as i said earlier in that in that four-way uh promo I mean, there need to be some creative direction. Yeah, I'm not saying they need to script these guys. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I think that when you watch NXT, which I really enjoy, I think those are very, very scripted promos and segments, and it comes across like that to me. It sounds like a daytime drama a lot of times, and we don't want that. Um, however, there, there, there does need to be some direction creatively. I think there needs to be a little bit more um, discipline in the flow of the actual overall show, and that was evident as well. And I agree with you about Jay White. Um, I, but at the same time, I... I know, I know what to expect. I expected this with Jay White, this Jay White, right? Okay. Um, we, we're gonna get. Like, I want to talk about it last week, right? Um, mm-hmm. like Bullet Club Gold. Okay, cool, right? Bullet Bulletproof Gold. It's Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, and 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 King Switch Jay White. I like both those guys, right? But who's Same. the next guy? Who's the next guy? They're gonna like. They're, we're gonna have AW's version of Bullet Club. Well, we're getting we're getting that full force, right? But these different versions of the Bullet Club haven't been strong in years. Haven't been strong in years, right? So I don't know where they're going with that. I would love to see him in WWE as well, um, under a different creative umbrella. Um, as far as the match itself, I thought it was fine. To be honest with you, like I didn't like the commander spots. I think it's too much going on. I didn't I didn't dislike it either. I didn't hate it, but it doesn't do for me anything but yeah i just think overall i do the- think real quick hold, hold that thought because i do want to get on that i do think people are being really disingenuous though with that i saw a lot of people completely shitting on the spot uh that he did on the rope and then second rope top rope second rope top rope taker did old school for like 25 years and it wasn't until last couple years we were like why don't they just pull his hand like why don't they pull him off the rope <laughs> so some of this and some of it also is lucha libre Right, so we we can't. I mean, I'm not saying you are e. Like, hey, but I, I will say real quick. But I'm gonna let you go ahead and continue. Now, back in the day when I had the toys, like you know, my my character used to always pull Undertaker's um, arm off the rope. Right, mm-hmm. that was that was that was part of the spot. I had a spot where I pulled him off the rope into a super kick. Man, yo, I used to get into it with these toys. You understand? <laughs> we used to get it. But keep going, brother. No, I'm just saying. Like, so let's not. Let's not do that, fans. Let's not act like just because it happened in AEW, it wouldn't happen in WWE. You know, so let's let's not do that. But um, it was just a lot last night. It was a lot that I didn't agree with. This is a awesome segue because Ishan, you talked about hey, you would like to see a little bit different creative direction, some more tight shows and things of that nature. We talked about it last week about CM Punk coming back. We received more information. This past weekend, this thing looks to be official, official. All Elite Wrestling is set to introduce a new Saturday show called Collision later this year. Reports indicating a new show will premiere on June 17th. I don't think that date makes sense. 
because the Dynamite show here in Chicago is June like the 21st 21st. And that's the show that CM Punk is rumored to come back at. So June 17th doesn't make sense because the show is supposed to be live. Um, and then it said June 17th in Chicago. So the the, the dates look to be messed up because the, the show that tickets went on sale today for is for a Dynamite and Rampage, not Collision. It says those supposed to be on TNT every week from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. That's Eastern time. CM Punk is set to be the star of Collision, and the new show will lead to a roster split. Initial reports had indicated the split would be a soft split, but it has now since been reported that the split will be harder than expected, meaning like it's going to be really similar to what the Raw and SmackDown split brand split is and was. The plans have been put in place to possibly have a tentative Saturday show, whatever, we just talked about that. Um, So thoughts on this. So let's set the table. We are now getting a new two-hour live AEW show on Saturdays from 8 to 10. We are still keeping Rampage. We are still keeping Dynamite. I think there is no way in the world, and this has not been founded. It's not been confirmed. I don't think this is a, hey, CM Punk can't get along with the Elite, and Kenny Omega, so let's do an entirely new TV show. I don't think this is the case at all. You are not, as Warner Brothers, as Tony Khan, as AEW, I think you are not going to put the resources of doing a second two-hour show because one guy can't get along with the other part of the locker room. I think they found an opportunity that Warner Brothers wanted more content, and this is, hey, you know what we could do with this? Let's do this. So I think it's that way around. I think a lot of people are thinking that, oh, this is show is only coming together because CM Punk wants to come back. We'll see if that's the case. I don't think that's the case, though. Let's talk this out. What are you guys' thoughts about a Saturday live two-hour AEW show that looks to now be a brand split? Give me your thoughts on it. There's a lot going on here. So originally I thought it was a one hour extra show. And at first I thought it was like a reality show, but I guess now they're saying, oh, it's two hours. It's going to be a wrestling show. You're saying that it's supposed to be CM Punk to be the star there. And it's a brand split. Now, not to sound like Debbie Downer here, but they haven't shown to me that they can do a proper brand split. Exhibit A being ROH. So my first thoughts on this is I don't understand how this is going to look again outside of Warner Brothers saying we need more content. I don't understand how this is going to work now because it's live. Maybe we'll get some more edginess to it. But again, just like Friday nights, the death spot of that late night. I don't know how this is going to look either for 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. I just seem like it seems like it's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, maybe that's just me looking doom and gloom about it. But I don't, I don't really see much positive out of this. So I'd like to hear what y'all thoughts are. Um, you know, I, I think that. So it's great. It's a great gift for AEW and Tony Khan, right? More programming, more rights, more money for the show. Um, growing, you know, mm-hmm. that's great uh, from a fan perspective. See that show continue to grow, and I would assume, right? They've they've done the numbers. 
like they are they might it sounds like they might be happy with Rampage doing four hundred thousand or whatever it's doing on Friday night. So they're like, okay, on Saturday, if we can get five hundred thousand watching on Saturday, that might be a good get. Now I'm not sure what audience they're pulling on Saturday night on that show on those uh television shows uh programs now, right? So they probably done their numbers and what they're gonna get I, I guess would be a win for the show. Um as far as it being a brand split, you know, on hindsight, though, here's, here's the thing. Because this is where, if I have more trust in creative, because this is Tony Khan, okay, you know, writing what a dynamite rampage ROH collision, and he still does most of the dark. So this is him doing, this is Tony Khan writing six shows. And I don't think. The creative, I think he stretched himself way too thin. Hey, if maybe Phil Brooks has a say in the creative in this show and he has more input, maybe we'll get a different dynamic. I just don't know if personally, me as a fan, mm. after watching Dynamite, you know, I, I haven't been watching Rampage lately. And actually, when I do watch it, I'm not th- I'm like, I, it's not that, it's not hitting me like when I watch Rampage. It's not doing yeah. it for me. The lineups, they're not hitting me. It's skippable now. I don't know how I feel hey, about it. I think they know it's, it. It's, 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 it's skippable. It's skippable, yeah, like, so I don't know if this collision show is this gonna be another skippable show for me. But again, we talk about hey, there's not enough time for all the stars in AEW. They all need more time. Like I need to see personally, I need to see more um, Malachi Black. I need to see more of the House of Black. There's a yeah. lot of talent on that show that you just don't see enough of. Okay, great. Now we got two hours on a soft, uh, you know, split, hard split, whatever it's gonna be. Hopefully, I get to see more of the talent. On the mm-hmm. show, it could be positive. I'm hoping it is. I think that's by far the the biggest positive. Well, the biggest positive is more wrestling. That's the biggest positive. I think the brand split is going to be a godsend for us that, to your point, Malachi, Keith Lee, so many talented people that we don't see Nyla Rose. It's so many. I, we can go on and on and on and on. People, we're just like, why are they not using them? I think this is incredible for that. I think it's incredible. Um, that's a positive. I think it's a positive. It's live and it's two hours. That's huge. So that means this is not Rampage. Now we know, like, all right, they know they screwed Rampage months ago and made it what it is. And it's a show where, hey, if you don't watch, WWE, maybe you don't watch ROH, maybe you don't watch Impact, you want a third hour of wrestling, and you're familiar with these people, here you go, here's Rampage. But you can go without ever watching Rampage, and you are completely kind of caught up on everything in AEW. That is what it is now. You made that that part of the show, to your point, if you're happy with that 400k every Friday, cool. Evidently, they have to be happy with it, if they're signing on for two more hours. This is not that, though. There is no way you are putting CM Punk at the head of this Saturday show live on TNT for two hours and expect only 400,000 viewers or it's a, it's a throwaway show. This is now, in my opinion, arguably going to be the A show. It's got to be the A show for at least the first month. Right? Sure. Like, every yeah. show has got to be yeah, the A honeymoon stage. and yeah, a B absolutely. show. Yeah, yeah, like, so I am ecstatic with what this could be for this summer in terms of storyline. How do you get to this show in terms of if you're doing a brand split or whatever? We, we call it a brand split now just because WWE. Who knows what they're going to call it? But is it going to be a situation where you have some sort of an authority figure? 
and we do some type of picking names. If not, who in a worked relationship piece? Who who goes on Saturday? Shoot relationship. This may just turn out to be, hey, here are the elite people working Wednesdays and the CM Punk people working Saturdays. I hope that's not the case, though. But how do we get to which wrestlers are going to be on Saturdays live every two hours? I think that the um, potential of a super show down the line is massive for AEW. Imagine if when they separate these wrestlers and these brands, they don't touch for a year. There is no intermingling. And then you do a huge super show pay-per-view where Saturday show versus the Wednesday show. You kind of got like your own forbidden door super show that you can do. My worry about this show, so those are the positives. My worry about this show is once Saturday night, uh, UFC is Saturdays. WWE pay-per-views are Saturdays. College football are Saturdays. Toward the end of the season, NFL football is on Saturdays. So now... Is every AEW pay-per-view going to be on Sunday? Okay, I guess so. What do you do when you're going up against WWE pay-per-views? Are you just going to stack those shows? Are you going to concede those shows? Like, what does that look like? That's going to be super interesting. Um, I think the other part that's is like, ah, this, this kind of sucks a little bit, is the big one. Who's going to write these shows out? You said it, Ishan. Okay, so take Dark and Elevation away. Two hours of Dynamite, two hours of ROH, which ROH, from what I can see, is kind of like what Dark is. It looks like it's just matches. It, it doesn't seem like there's many storylines with it. I know you talked about it a few weeks ago, but it seems like it's just like squash match after squash match. Cool. Maybe now ROH can be that developmental piece for AEW. Fantastic. Excellent. But this is a whole nother two hours of first run, really important TV. Tony, I know that you have people you listen to and you are the, the, the final say. Awesome. So make sure you don't burn yourself out. Because that can... And then you still do stuff with Fulham, the soccer team. You still do stuff with the Jags during football season. That's a lot for one man. That's a lot for one man. So um, overall, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It really, really is going to be interesting. I'm excited for it. I really am. I will be watching... I mean, I'm going to watch probably all of them, you know, even if some of them will be on, like, DVR. We can't watch it live on a Saturday night for whatever reason. But this is big news. This is massive for it to be live in two hours. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. So Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing for the company, but I didn't even think about, you said, about the sports element, the other competition yeah. you have on Saturday night. I'm just thinking from a Saturday night, like, for me, Saturday night outside of a POE has never been a wrestling night for me. Like, that's, that's been the night. You know, if, if any of us have significant others who aren't into wrestling or maybe you just date and do your thing, on a, that's that's my night to kind of get out and do something other than wrestling, right? If, damn it. That's the one thing about being a wrestling fan right now, which is it's a good and bad thing, is that we have wrestling almost on every day of the week, don't we? We got, yeah. we got wrestling on Monday. We got wrestling on Tuesday, every Wednesday. Day. You know, if you're into Impact, you got it on Thursday. You got it on now, you got it on, you got it on Friday. You got three hours on Friday. Now we got another two hours on Saturday. We're watching wrestling every single day. And I'm, I'm going to say this, though. I think that, hey, we all love wrestling. But at some point, it got to be some burnout. You got to pick and choose what you're committed to and what you're invested in, right? 
And so that's one yep. of those shows you it's easy to say this is the the one I'm picking not to be invested in. And like I think the DVR numbers will be huge, right? People will kind of get back to watching the show maybe like on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night or something like that. Um, but I'm just really concerned. And you talk about the burnout factor. Actually, I'm just thinking about it. I kind of feel like Tony Khan, might already, he might already be burnt out a little bit. I feel like some of these creative issues that we're having, I feel like they're kind of getting worse, not better in some ways. Um, yeah. So I just hope, I'm just like, as you said, I'm, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure he does not listen to our podcast at all or see any hey, of our things. you need to, Tony. You need <laughs> right? to. But, but please, <laughs> for, for, you, for yourself and your business, get a team and overshadow. Hey, be the Vince McMahon of your company. Be in charge of the overall big picture of creative. This is the mission statement, and put your troops in the positions to execute your vision, and you let them answer to you, right? You don't have to do everything yourself. It's a horrible, it's a, it's a formula for disaster, especially you take it on so much. I, like, I think this brand, brand, this brand split could be huge if it's creatively done right. Those are my concerns. And then the other piece you were talking, it kind of sparked my thought about whenever you add, you have a chance of devaluing what you already have. If this is not done right, this could really harm Dynamite. Because you're taking half the roster. Taking half the resources from Dynamite. So they got to be careful. It has to be done right. The talent, do you think they really have enough talent for two, for four hours of original programming to be divided like that? I mean, I know we say it's yes. not the people get a shine, but do you think they have? I do because it may need, you may need to tweak some presentation for it. Maybe you do, maybe you add another one or two promo segments right now that right. that just took off. Mm-hmm. four people that didn't have matches. Or if you look at trios, nine or whatever, 12, whatever the number is. I do think they have enough right now. They definitely have enough if you include ROH. Ooh, do we get new titles? We get more titles? No, please don't. I think they have enough right now to where they don't need. Because there's a brand split. Like, the only you know, thing, you're going to need, need a heavyweight. You're going to need a heavyweight championship for the male and female. Or, or do they go back and forth? Because the other thing that... When this whole thing about, hey, Punk is getting his own show because he can't get along with the elite, they still got to do pay-per-views. So they're going to see each other once every three months anyway, right at minimum, the way things are set up now. I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys caught this or not. I took a screenshot of it just to make sure I remember to bring it up. The elite and Kenny was cutting a promo last night. Did you hear the line where Kenny says, uh, let's squash the the beef once and for all? I heard that. He was talking to Punk with that. I thought was pretty cool. So we'll see. Hey, did you hear his interview? Uh, Did you hear his interview on the Swerve's podcast Uh, a couple weeks, maybe a month ago? It was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Well, it was like a long. I didn't watch the whole thing. But did you hear his comments on like the? He didn't go in deep into it, but he kind of gave us a little bit of an overview on that situation. Do you remember that? No, what did he say? Um, so it, it was some time ago, but when I, what I got gathered from the interview on his thought process is that he's kind of, I don't think he sounds like he, he holds like a super grudge. Okay. 
right? And I, I and and I feel like he seems like he's it's like it was a situation he's that's, that's regrettable for him. So like going to what you just said hmm. about it's time to squash the beef, that kind of course that kind of falls in line to where I felt like he was like a month ago or so when he was talking about Got it on Twitter's pod. Okay. Gets balls in Punk's court, which because allegedly they still have not talked or squashed this, which I don't know how that's possible, but whatever. Maybe they just haven't been in the right spot, and this is hey something we want to do face to face, maybe not over the phone. I get that, but it's like you would have thought somebody killed somebody the way they're trying to act like it's not that serious, man. It's not that serious at all. So overall, let's wrap up the uh, the collision conversation. Overall, right now. You got to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. There is no thumbs in the middle of how this is going to turn out. What are you giving it? Oh, how it's going to turn out. How it's going to turn out. I'm a, I'm, I'm positive in that aspect. So I'm going to say, yes, I don't ever want to foresee somebody do bad. So yeah, I'm going to say thumbs up. So... It's funny. I, I I hide behind a shield of positivity. I try to be positive about a lot of different things, but I'm more of a pessimist. Oh, here like, comes. Overall, here that's how I am. I, I prepare for the worst, and I hope for the best. So if I was talking out loud in public, I would say, oh, yeah, two thumbs up. I think everything's going to be great. I hope everything's going to be great. But I'm all, I am also follow, follow pather, patterns, right? Like what I've seen. From their output recently, and, and this isn't just in the past couple of weeks, this is in the past six months, almost a year. I'm not sure. I'm not, and, and it's not, mm. no, it has nothing to do with punk. It mm. has nothing to do with punk. I just think creatively, is, I think the creative aspect is going to be huge because, for one, this show on a Saturday night has to bring something unique and different. Something I'm not getting on Dynamite besides just different wrestlers, right? It has to. Like it has to be something different, unique about it. I'm not they sure I'm going to get that. They have such an opportunity with that, don't they? They have such an opportunity yeah. to do something out of left field with the presentation. And I don't think they will. I be. think it's going to be a similar set because, like, that's production wise. I'm not sure what that looks like as far as the budgeting, but you know, how much does it cost to get a whole new set for another show? That's. I mean, I don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a similar show with a different name, with a similar feel, with different wrestlers, and that's what it is. I don't, I'm I'm gonna go a, a, a thumbs down. Cause I think they need something else with that. But I will say real quick, right 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 before you go, Rhodesia, is that I think it's very telling, <laughs> very telling about what they what WB feels about. Um, no, is it WD, Warner Discovery? WD feels about ROH that they've given ROH like I mean they've given AEW like three four shows. They, they won't get ROH, ROH with a 10 once. foot pole, boy. <laughs> they won't get the one show. It was like, no, nah, we good, man. We straight. Wow. We, we straight. I'm going I'm to give the cop out answer. I'm going to say thumbs up no. just because. Oh, okay, okay. Just because the dollars this has to equate for AEW has got to be huge. I, you, I don't think you take this on unless this is significant millions and millions of dollars and you are securing your future rights deal with whoever. No so I think that alone, uh, thumbs up. Now, from a creative standpoint, from the quality of television, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say thumbs up also because I would hope that they have a plan. 
That's all I can keep saying. I hope you have a good one. Well, that was that. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you, too, and see if you got anything else you want to discuss before we go over our moments of the week. I'm all tapped out here. <laughs> no pun intended. You know, I, I did want you guys' thoughts on uh, Mercedes Monet because we were big Mercedes fans, Sasha Banks mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to the point to where, you know, a couple months ago, we were we were seeing she, we were saying she's gonna pop up on every show, indie show, mm-hmm. you know, mixed tag, yeah. Yeah. you know, ten way matches. We were predicting she's gonna be everywhere, right? And then, you know, here it is. You know, she's back. She's back to wrestling, and we don't talk about her anymore, but. You know, I, I know we can kind of continue this on another podcast, though. We can give it proper time. Well, I think um, we don't talk about it just because she's only in Japan. And even if we watch Japan consistently, she's only worked, what, two or, or three matches total. Right? So unless we were just talk about the happenings that she's doing, but she hasn't worked enough to kind of, like, talk more about it. So what in, what in particular did you want to ask? Well, you know, like there's there's been some uh, scuttle booty on, online about some of her uh, promo and interviews. Have you seen any oh, of the, uh, her like, interviews? Yeah, like the press whatnot? conferences that she's been doing, yeah. things of that nature. Yep. Yeah. So just this really just overall, like uh, being well, being her, like so. So I think she had like I, I think the one, the the big scuttlebutt was about um, her interview style. She did kind of like a rock kind of sit down presentation to her. She had like a little banjo. Is that what it's called, Matt? Like a little, yes. little mini guitar or something like that. And she's trying to sing a song. I don't know if you remember back in the day. This is like, what, 15, 20 years ago at this point. Rock did something similar. He had like a little guitar, tries to sing a little song. Well, Mercedes did the same thing, you know. Um, it was She's being an overbearing heel, so it wasn't a great song. It wasn't a... She, she didn't show any new talent with the banjo mm-hmm. that she had. <laughs> But it was go. People were going crazy, and they were saying like, "Oh, you know, Sasha's overrated. You know, this is what happens when you give a uh, a wrestler full creative control. Just really, you know, poo pooing on the whole thing." Which I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I I I, I sent Matt a clip of um part of her match. It was a a, a three way match, and man, it was a really good hard hitting match. It makes me want to go out and find the actual full match. Um, because it seems like she is taking her ring work up to another level. So. You know, I just want to see what you guys thought about like some of the promos, press she's done, some of the matches. I think she's having fun, and shout out, shout out to her for that. Like she's having a ball, she's having a blast. I think she even said today, like she's like talking about moving to Japan and like living mm-hmm. there. And she just—I know there was a quote where she came out and said that you know uh, she's going to go down as one of the greats. You know, people talk about Rock, Austin, Hogan. She, her name is going to be there when it's all said and done, which is great for us as wrestling fans. Which means that she's not going to be done with wrestling and she goes to Hollywood or whatnot. But I think she's having a, a, a good time. And so shout out to her. Shout out to her for setting herself up to where she can now have a blast and have the time of her life. And she doesn't need WWE. Right? She doesn't need AEW. She can do whatever she wants to. And I'm sure that whenever she wants to come back stateside and she wants to work for AEW or she wants to work for WWE I'm sure that it's going to be okay. Let's do business, you know. So I miss her. I miss seeing her, of course, weekly on our TV. Would love for her to be back in either WWE or AEW. But I think that uh, until she gets more matches under her belt, it's kind of hard to, like, 
rank or talk about like, hey, where is she at right now? Was it a mistake, you know, career wise to go to Japan? And I think some more time is going to be needed for that. I haven't seen anything yep. Mercedes Monet at all. So quick question. These matches that she has had, um, how can we see it? New Japan. New Japan World. Okay. okay. Yep. I think mm-hmm. one is free already on YouTube. Uh, and then the triple threat match she had, I know I, I retweeted it. That's the most it. recent one that just happened. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one is somewhere available, too, for free, if I'm not mistaken. But New, New Japan World has all of it, I believe. Okay. Yeah, the only thing about right now, if you want to be, if you're a fan of hers and you're here, you have to really go out of your way to actually see a lot of her stuff. Like, you got to follow New Japan World to see the clips. You got to, you know, you got to subscribe. <laughs> You know, to actually see her perform. Um, that's the only thing right now. You know, you can't see her every week on TV like you did like a year ago. Uh, so if you're a fan of Mercedes, uh, the wrestler, you got to go out of your way to do it. And I don't know if she's that kind of talent to where people are going to, you know, kind of like the Bullet Club, right? I think like the Bullet Club put a lot of eyes on New Japan back in the day, right? Like Finn's version, you know, Kenny and the Bucks version. They put a lot of eyes on New Japan. Um, I don't know if fans are going to do that for Mercedes, but um, so far her match quality makes me kind of want to see more of it. So I guess based off of um, what you said, as far as the fans kind of hating on her promos, if she is performing in the ring, you know, as good as she was before, if not better, and she's doing these banjo ukulele songs and stuff, again, I'm going to look at that as her just trying to find what speaks to her the most and, I encourage her to do that. So I probably wouldn't hate on that. I think she'd just be trying to fill out what she wants to do. Because yeah, like when you watch it, you'll see it. She's having fun. Like it was not meant to be uh, serious. I mean, she's, she's cutting a hillish rap, you know, song promo. Like Got when it. you see, you're like, okay, I get it. The people who are hating on it are just WWE only watchers that thought she was going to be at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Say <laughs> once she gets out it. of her system, she'd be right back. And she's not back. She's not coming back right now. Anytime soon. That That's who, has an issue with her or people who thought she was being AW and got heartbroken. Yeah, Twitter's undefeated too. It was like it was a guy on uh, one of the New Japan or uh, Twitter feeds, and he made some kind of uh, negative comment about Mercedes saying she's horrible and you know she's overrated, whatever. And then somebody replied to him like, "This you?" And it was a comment about that she put yeah, it at buddy. Sasha Banks yeah, <laughs> like a couple she's years the ago. Best thing ever, boy. The best thing ever, he's right? The goat. <laughs> oh, she he can't do her. her. That's this all you? it is. He's, yeah, he's sad. He's sad. Now all of a sudden, yep, Uh, Twitter's undefeated. Yep. So, all right. I thought last week the TFW moment of the week was a hit. Thought was thought thought a guy rave reviews. (laughs) I'm gonna leave it up to you two. Rodisha and Ishan. Do we run it back? Do we come back with the classic 25 second? As long as Ishan sings it, I support. I'll allow it. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, if he can sing you up for it? You up oh, for, for it? Sure. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> ah, let's go. Hey, guess what? This is the TFW moment of the week. Let's get it, Ishan. You know what it is. T. Ah, let's go. F. W. TFW moment of the week. Ladies, I can't believe you quit on us. I cannot believe you've done the TFW moment of the week for the first 
30 episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you just quit on us when we upgrade our production value for that moment. Ishan, thank you, sir, for uh, doing that. I appreciate you. If you guys don't know, TFW Moment of the Week is anything we want to shout out from the past week. If it's wrestling-related, we can make it a TFW Moment of the Week. My TFW Moment of the Week is the match between Seth Rollins and The Miz from Monday night. Oh, boy. Did those boys cook in that ring. Not much more I can talk about. If you guys saw it, you know it. I said, I don't know if somebody was talking about Miz and he was extra motivated because (laughs) they put on a hell of a match on Monday. Loved it. So that was my TFW moment of the week. My TFW moment of the week is the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. First off, the King of Strong Style is back. I'm so happy to see him. He had a darker look, his all black. Still had his little Michael Jackson kind of swag going on there too, but he just completely annihilated Madcap. So for me, being able to see Shinsuke come back, again, one of my favorite wrestlers, and to see that he still had that strong style going on. <laughs> and most importantly, he's under the helms of Triple H. Like, how awesome is this? So I'm so excited he's back. Cannot wait to see more of Shinsuke. King of Strong Style. He had a squash match against Madcap. Shout out to that. Hey, and this, this is also Hill Rhodesia, too. She's she going to sit in the text group. It's like, Shin is my moment of the week. And she know good and well I ain't see that. that I ain't seen that match yet. I was like, Shin is back, and I don't get no replies from nobody. This is Cause actually, because actually, I, I had other because, intel. Well, that, and they had only talked about Shinsuke coming back for two weeks now. So if you actually would watch the shows, man, every week and not be playing. So what game are you playing that is taking your time away from actually watching these shows and talking to your fan base about wrestling? What game is so important that you missed the numerous promos that they've said on SmackDown that Shinsuke was coming back last Friday? But no, I was just jabbing. I I actually (laughs) saw that already. (laughs) This guy. guy. (laughs) I saw it already. Um, But hey, it's it's great that you actually mentioned what game you playing because that is my moment of the week. Guys, WWE 2K23, the great guys and friends of the show, PWM Mods, have finally released Cake Tools which allow us to mod the game. It just was released uh, on 419. Go to their website, PWM uh, Patreon. Check it out. Um, great time. I can finally, and if you're interested, hit me up on the DM or the chat. My character is finally back in this game. It's amazing. He's representing the TFW podcast shirt and jacket. We out here representing. You know what I'm saying? And soon enough, you also got to follow my boy G-I, I mean G-R-I-X. I still can't pronounce his name correctly. Check out him and his Patreon. Um, He's also developed something called Meta 2, which allows you to edit the data, which is also very important. But look, Modding is back for wrestling. I'm super excited. This is what I'll be doing for the rest of the evening and also uh, editing our videos, of course. Great time to be alive. Only guy that shouts people out every week and fucks up their name every chance that he gets. Whoa, Eshan, whoa, everybody. whoa. How do we wait to the end of the Eshan, show to everybody. go explicit? Huh? <laughs> How do we wait to the show to edit? Because now I got to edit that out. We almost made it. We almost now made I got to edit that out. Every show is explicit going forward. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Every show is. Thank you guys for listening. We have Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. If you don't know already, 
Twitter. That's FNW. Elon took away the verification checks and Twitter was ablaze today on it. Don't know why it was that serious, but whatever. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. You can see our full videos on there each and every week. And thank you guys for listening and supporting. We appreciate you guys. As I said last week, if you enjoy what you're hearing, and I know you are because you are still listening, let all your wrestling friends and family members know. Check out the hottest, newest podcast around. That's freaking wrestling. Radiza, take it away. Thank you. This when you like say something like thank real because see you didn't do the TFW moment of the week. Thank you for listening and watching the TFW show. Au revoir.